Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning, world, and welcome to Trust the Tape, episode 13,011. Very good run that we're on here with Trust the Tape. I'm Jeff Cavanaugh at JC1053 on Twitter, alongside my co-host, Dane Brugler, the great Dane Brugler. We call him at DP Brugler on Twitter. Good morning, Dane. Good morning. It's good to be back in the fold here. What did you have for breakfast, and what do you wish you had for breakfast if you had the time and resources to create the ideal meal? The ideal breakfast. Uh, Well, it's not the ideal breakfast, but right now I'm craving one of those breakfast crunch wraps from Taco Bell. Maybe the steak. So when I ask you the ideal breakfast, you thought of Taco Bell? It's not It's not the ideal, but right now that's what I'm craving. Okay. That, that, that sounds really good right now. Okay. Okay. The ideal is probably, I'm, I like omelets, you know, a good omelet. Uh, Which meat do you like to put in there? Uh, sausage or steak, okay. probably. Okay. Can't go wrong with bacon. I mean, really, you can't go wrong with any of those breakfast meats. I've kind of gone the turkey route, where turkey is just such a quality substitute you for looking, anything. You're looking a little, you know, more in shape. Is that must well, be the turkey? Thank you. That's one way to put it. Actually, what happened is over the weekend, I had uh, what do you call it? I don't. Can you say diarrhea on a podcast? <laughs> well, I had it for two days and I lost nine pounds. So wow. I'm not healthy. I'm actually unhealthy. But thank you for noticing that I did go to the bathroom a lot and lost a lot of weight. Welcome to Trust the Tape. Here we go. Uh, I got some questions from the people, and I thought week by week we kind of have to look at every rookie quarterback and if they're going to win a starting job, and then anything else, anything else that you feel is uh, of note, because college football, we get started Saturday, kind of. Yeah, we got a few games this Saturday, uh, Rice and Stanford, uh, BYU's playing, but for the most part, uh, lower level games, so you know, next week when we, when we do the podcast, we'll really get into the opening week, Alabama, Florida, Ohio State. Uh, Indiana, a, a, a good slate of games for opening weekend, but we'll get into that uh, really in depth next week. Okay, so let's start with uh, last night, Monday Night Football. Yep. I watched Monday Night Football because I like football. Uh, Brock Osweiler, 6 of 8 for 25 yards. Deshaun Kaiser, rookie from Notre Dame, 8 of 13, 74 yards. Now they both threw a pick, right? Deshaun yeah. threw one going to the sideline, downfield a little bit. Just a bad read. Yeah, bad that got called back because of the... Oh, yeah, that was called back, so uh, he was fine. flag, right. No pick. It was a terrible decision, rookie decision, but uh, didn't go in the stat book as an interception. And Brock had one that was tipped and picked off by JPP, so... Yeah. Eli should have had about four, but we don't. We won't go down that road. Well, and Miles Garrett should have drawn about eight holding penalties. <laughs> it was great. They came back from He's break, so and they were showing Miles Garrett, or they were. Sh- I think they were trying to talk about Eric Flowers, actually, the Giants' <sighs> left tackle. And they showed three straight plays, and Gruden was like, India, ah, he, got, <laughs> he didn't get to the quarterback. That was okay. He blocked him. And it was like, well, he actually held him all three plays that you showed. Yeah, this so, is what, year three for Eric Flowers, yeah, and he, he needs to really step up for the Giants. He's a train wreck. Um, so... Deshaun Kaiser versus Brock Osweiler. Just, you give it to Kaiser, right? Well, it just comes down to mentally, is he ready? 
because. Uh, but don't you want him to play 16 games no matter what? Because you used a what a mid second round pick on your yeah, quarterback, 52nd overall. And if you go two and 14, I want to know if he's my guy or if I need to pick one. Well, you just but you don't want to ruin him either by week three. Uh, you know, I think. You look at the Browns' offensive line; they upgraded in the off season. Uh, Joe Thomas hasn't been playing this uh, this preseason. Joel Batonio, so the offensive line will be much better uh, in the regular season. Isaiah Crowell. I mean, the Browns have a good chance of having a top ten, top twelve run game uh, on offense too. So that'll all help. But you don't want to ruin him either. So you know, it, it just this is where on the outside looking in, we really don't know where. Uh, Deshaun Kaiser is mentally uh, with the playbook. I know what Brock is. The chemistry, exactly. We know what Brock is exactly. So, you know, if you have to throw him to the wolves for the first two games, whatever. But I don't want to hear that Kaiser's. You know, he's uh, the decision making, the accuracy. That, that's where I, where I want him to play because that's how he's going to get better. Is those live reps? You know, show some confidence in him. Uh, you know, give him a chance to make plays. You know, you don't want to after September, you know, mid September, and you feel like the season's over already. Uh, but at the same time, you know, this the Browns have some talent on that team. It, it just really comes down to the quarterback. So, uh, you know, I you can talk about their supporting cast and how Kaiser doesn't have a lot to work with, but you know what? He has some decent weapons. He has an offensive line that's going to give him a little bit of time. He has a run game that's solid, and he has uh, Kenny Britton, Corey Coleman, who you know it's. That prior ranks in the bottom third of the in the league in wide receiver targets, but not awful. It, it's it's something. So yeah, I'm, I'm giving Kaiser a chance as long as he shows me that you know, and this is something we can't see behind the scenes. As long as I don't think it'll ruin him, uh, you know, the first time he faces a challenge or faces uh, some type of failure, uh, you know, in, in the first game, I'm putting him out there to play. I, I want to see those live reps. Now, Mitch Trubisky, would you say he's two for two and outplaying Mike Glennon in preseason games? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Run and him out there? If, Throw away $20 million or whatever you gave Mike Glennon to come hang out this year? Mike Glennon was expensive quarterback insurance. You know, they, they knew they were taking Trubisky and that's basically what Glennon was when they signed him was a bridge. I, I think, you know, we, we talked about this at, uh, last March, last April. Uh, that's what we thought that Glennon was, and that's what he is. So, you know, it, it comes down to, again, what we just talked about with Kaiser. Is Trubisky mentally ready with the playbook, with the huddle, with everything that comes with being a starting quarterback in the NFL? You know, we're going to see him at some point this year. So, uh, you know, don't put it off if you think he's ready right now just for the fact to, you know, start the season with Glennon. Uh, you know, it, it's it, these quarterbacks. Each team's going to manage them differently. Each one's, you know, differently with the way they think, the way they uh, maybe they manage the the huddle. Uh, but yeah, Trubisky, I, I, we're going to see him earlier more than more than later. Now in Houston, Deshaun Watson did not outplay Tom Savage again. Yeah. Quite the opposite. So that one, I think. Well, we'll just talk about him individually, and then we'll order it. Like, which one do you think they should be playing the rookie most to least? But Deshaun Watson, not a good game. No. Misfires. And Tom Savage actually looked good, which I didn't know that was very possible. But Tom Savage pulled it off. So that one, you're back in second place if you're Deshaun Watson. You're and, waiting. Yeah, and I, I think we we talked about this when as soon as Deshaun Watson was drafted. You know, I, I heard a lot of people saying how you know Watson should be the starter from day one. Well, Bill O'Brien's playbook and what he asks of the starting quarterbacks uh, is so much more than what Deshaun Watson's used to at Clemson. And that doesn't mean he won't get there. He will. And we'll see Deshaun Watson starting at some point this year. But that's also why I think Tom Savage starts at least the first three, four games uh, for the Texans. 
you know, in that division, they, you know, they this is a team they feel can they can go to the playoffs, and so I don't think they're completely going to mail it in and say, okay, well, let's just get on with the future. They're going to put the quarterback out there that gives them the best chance to win right now, and I think for the first month of the season, that's going to be Tom Savage. Pat Mahomes is our last rookie. Pat Mahomes and Alex Smith, and in this case, I really don't think it matters what. Pat Mahomes does to start it off because right. he's actually behind somebody who's a good NFL quarterback. I know Alex Smith gets a lot of hate, yeah. but his team wins 10 to 12 games every year. He doesn't turn the ball over. He's kind of boring. He's but, a caretaker. But he's pretty good. Right. And, and Mahomes might be a little, have a little more flash, but he's also going to turn the ball over uh, a lot more than Alex Smith About does. Eight and, times more, yeah. And just like uh, the Texans, I mean, the Chiefs are a playoff team, a playoff caliber roster, and you know, they're in a little bit of a tough division. You know, I, I think the the Raiders with the, you know they're an up and coming team. Uh, you know the Broncos. Uh, you know they're never a tough out. Same thing with the Chargers. Uh, you know Chargers on paper don't look like the most daunting uh, competitor, but Philip Rivers and that offense. They got some dudes on defense. It's not the easiest division to win. So the Chiefs. Yeah, Alex Smith's going to be the starter. It'd be surprising if we see Pat Mahomes start a game this year. Okay, so now put them in order. The front offices all listen to trust the tape. We get feedback from them all the time on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, guys who should start their rookie to shouldn't start their rookie. For me, I'm actually going number one is Deshaun Kaiser. Okay, just because Brock Osweiler offers you nothing. Yeah, you know, and I unless you want to tank, but if you want to tank, aren't you tanking for a quarterback? Right. I need to find out what Kaiser has. I want Deshaun Kaiser in there. He would be my number one. Who number two is Trubisky? Because just because. He's Deshaun Watson could easily be number two for me, right. except that he hasn't looked as good in preseason. So because Mitch has, I can go ahead and bench my $20 million man. I would say Mitch Trubisky is two. Go ahead and throw him in the fire. Watson three, Mahomes four. Go. Yeah, I think I agree with you. And I think the biggest reason also, when you look at those teams, Browns, Bears, Texans, Chiefs, probably the order of from worst to least in terms of talent overall on that team. And so, you know, for the the. Chiefs and the Texans, they still have a shot at the playoffs. I mean, they, uh, they're they looking at the wild card. They're looking at their division. Uh, and the veteran quarterback gives them the best chance to make the playoffs, at least at this point, where with the Browns and the Bears, it's kind of like, okay, let's get on with it already. Let's see what we have with these guys. Uh, and again, as long as they're mentally ready to see the field and they're not, we're not, you're not going to ruin the quarterback when they face any challenges or they fail for the first time. Because really, it's a big part of being a starting quarterback in the NFL is accepting and managing failure. You're going to fail. You're going to throw incomplete passes. You're going to throw interceptions. Uh, but mentally, can you uh, face that adversity, come back stronger, learn from those mistakes? Uh, that's where the head coach needs to be you know, somewhat of a psychologist, look into the minds of those young quarterbacks and see if they're ready. All right, let's get to what really matters today, Dane, which is uh, this question from Andrew on Twitter. Would you rather... Never be able to eat bacon again, or always have to wear pants slash shorts with a button fly. A button fly. Now the button flies. You know how you have one button on your shorts, right? Right. Now the button fly has no zipper. It's just four or five buttons. Oh. You have to button all the way up. So you have two Is choices. That a thing? Here. Yeah, it's a real thing. I once had a pair of jeans like that. I didn't. Guys know. wear that. Uh, no, not really. Okay. I didn't know until after I bought them. Uh huh. Because I'm not a try stuff on guy. Uh huh. I just bought jeans because they were like 19 bucks. <laughs> and then it turned out that the fly was like four buttons. Oh, my. But they hide behind a flap, except the top. It's a real strange deal. <sighs> but it's a lot of work. Yeah. Would you rather have a button fly on everything or bacon. still have access to bacon? Huh. 
Wow. Uh, that's I've never run into clothes like that. So, I, I mean, but I'm not giving up bacon. So you would rather wear a button fly. And just manage at my... At all times. Yeah. Knowing that guys don't wear that. Well, I well, mean, they do. No one would know. People do. I, I, I mostly guess... Mostly people wouldn't know, but you would know. Yeah. The only issues you run into is, you know, when you run to the bathroom or, you know, you're just, you're in a haste situation where you need to remove them and it takes a minute and not two seconds. Yeah, I guess def- depending how they fit, you may be able to go two buttons off and then rip yeah. if you really got to go. Uh, so you would wear those pants? Uh, yeah, I'm not giving up bacon. Forever? I'm not giving up. I mean, I wear mo- I wear a lot of... How often do you eat bacon? Yeah, but see, like, I wear a lot of like uh, like mesh shorts or basketball shorts, you know, I, so I don't... I feel like it wouldn't affect me as much. Oh, no. Those have a button fly now. Oh, no. Yeah, you got to put a button. That's all you can wear. That's all you can wear is things that have a button fly. I'm not giving up bacon. Your basketball shorts are gone. Oh, no. That sucks. I'd have to give up bacon. What a great question. Good job, Andrew, because I would have to give up bacon. And now I'm going to think about that the rest of the day. I'd have to figure out what would you fill with? Because you can only have sausage so many times. Like You don't want sausage all the time. Turkey's become a quality sub for a lot of things, but it's freaking bacon. Yeah, like it's I, it's, ba- it's the number two breakfast item. Bacon cheeseburgers. Oh yeah, it's also a lunch item, yeah. a dinner item. You ever have dinner for or breakfast for dinner? <laughs> Absolutely, dude. Eggs, bacon, amazing and biscuits and gravy. Oh my god, Heck yeah. Good question, Andrew. Uh, let's see what else do we have today. Mike sent in the word peppers. Just says peppers. You watched the Browns last night. Any thoughts on your boy Jabril? Uh, I didn't notice him much at safety. He was the return guy we thought he was. Yeah, yeah. Like that's what for all we talked about shouldn't be a first round or at least I said he shouldn't mm-hmm. be a first round pick because I didn't believe him as a player. I never doubted him as a return man. He yeah. can do that. He's a top tier athlete. Yeah, he is. And you know, that might pay off for the Browns immediately this year. Uh while he has, you know, some bumps along the way at safety, but I'm definitely eager to watch. The Browns are a very interesting team, just with they talking about the quarterback situation. We talk about Miles Garrett, Jabril Peppers. The Browns uh, are like 24 months away from being really good at football, I think. They're on their way. They really are. Uh, they're set up. You look at their draft next year where they have two first-rounders, two second-rounders. Uh, they're really set up next year because uh, they're probably going to have a top-ten pick. And so you're, we're talking about four picks in the top 50, uh, top 45 next year. And you know that's uh, that's going to set them up as long as they hit on those picks, which – you know, it's a brown still, but you know, you get three out of the four right. Uh, you know, you set yourself up for as long as you get the quarterback right. That's really going to be the the wild card with the Browns. But is Joe Hayden good anymore? No, no, he's not. Okay, uh, I was watching I mean, him and he didn't night. look good. Oh, the t- technique is there's no technique. Uh, you, you just, when did he quit wanting to be good? Injuries have really taken a toll on him. Uh, you know, you got that big contract, then they couldn't stay healthy, and he hasn't been the same player. Uh, that the Browns. They tried to trade him uh, over the offseason. They tried to unload him. Uh, I think the best offer they got was, I think, a fourth rounder. So they, Yikes. You don't do it uh, for that. But if they would have got a third or even a second, which is I know what they wanted, uh, then, yeah, Joe Hayden would be in a different team right now. Uh, I got a good question here. Uh, looking over the last three years, who, and, you know, this is a little, uh, you know, some of these guys haven't we haven't seen enough yet. Who is the worst first-round pick of the last three years? And I think I know your answer. Well, Eric Flowers is pretty yeah, bad. That's, uh, uh, I knew that's where, where you're going to go with that one. Because I actually remember on draft day being very happy. Uh, I don't know. 
you guys definitely don't know this. I'm a Cowboy fan. When the Giants picked Eric Flowers, I was really excited. I thought, man, what a terrible pick. You know, another first-round pick that I hated, and it turned out we were right about this one, Marcus Smith, the Eagles DN slash outside linebacker. Chip Kelly's first pick. I think that's four years ago. That was a terrible pick. Yeah, that was. Uh, Man, top of my head, this is hard. But there's been a lot of them. Uh, Taco Charlton stores on top of that. Well, one guy that I hope is not the case, but early returns have not been favorable Laquan Treadwell. Well, yeah, but I didn't think it was a bad pick. Well, no, but I liked him. Oh, I, I, you and I both. Speaking of him. which, did you see Jared Goff's preseason game? Yeah, huh? He's got some dudes to throw to now. Here he comes. Yeah. Here comes Jared. I, I, the I, Jared Goff to Cooper Cup connection is going to be uh, something we hear a lot this year. Well, yeah, because if you can't block, you find the guy who gets open the fastest. Yeah. And well, Cooper's and in the slot. Cooper in the slot, let him manipulate the middle of the field, and adding a Sammy Watkins on the outside, just that little bit of a threat of a vertical passing game, or even you know in the screen game, a guy that can be uh, you know a yak type of target. That's only going to help a guy like Cooper Cup. So yeah, like Goff is going to look towards Cup quite a bit this year. Paxton Lynch uh, can't even get considered as a starter over yeah. Trevor Simeon. That's unfortunate. And look, you talk to people in Denver, and they tell you straight up, it wasn't even a competition. Like he looks like Shaggy out of Scooby Doo when he talks. <laughs> it it wasn't. Who he looks like? He had no shot. I mean, it was all, always Trevor Simeon. Uh, you know, maybe some people in the building wanted Paxton Lynch to be the starter. That's why you know there was this. Uh, so-called competition, but it was always Trevor Simeon. It wasn't close. I don't have draft history pulled up of the last three years. Am I forgetting any terrible, terrible picks? Uh, yeah, I think uh, there's probably guys we haven't seen at all that we're not that I'm not thinking of that haven't even gotten on. The going field. back to the Browns, Cam Irving. That's going to oh, go yeah. down as a pretty terrible pick. I mean, they drafted him to be a center because uh, he was terrible at left tackle at Florida State. I liked him at center, but then they moved him to center. Yeah, I, agree. He was good. I, I liked him as well. Uh, and this is they drafted him with Alex Mack on the team knowing Alex Mack probably wasn't going to come back and then they moved Cam Irving in uh the following year to start and he just he couldn't do it he was terrible and now they're trying my tackle and guard and it just it's a disaster so Cam Irving's going to go down as one of the the worst first round picks of the last few years if the Cowboys could redo it do they take Jalen Ramsey at number four that that's, that's an interesting question because Zeke's been as good or better than you would have wanted when you picked him yeah but and look, he plays the running back position. Yeah. And with this offensive line in Dallas, you could plug in, uh, you know, a lesser, uh, lesser. Darren McFadden would have led the league. Darren McFadden would have led the league in rushing if he had started sixteen games. He was behind Joseph Randall for four games, and he was second <sighs> yeah. or third in the league in rushing. He would have been top top three at least, at the very least. So yeah, I agree. Uh, and okay, you look at some of the running backs taken the second round that year. They could have went. Uh, Jalen Ramsey at four, and then Derrick Henry in the second round. Now, what, what would that look like? That'd have been interesting. Yeah, that's a big old boy. And Zeke is still Zeke. He's still a big part of this offense, a big part of their success. But Dak Prescott's the MVP oh, of yeah. this team. Yeah, no doubt. So, what, what would your answer be? Uh, I'm trying to think what their answer would be because my answer on the day of was take Jalen Ramsey. So yeah. I wouldn't change that. Because, to your point, he's a running back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's running backs that I've been big fans of that I'd say, hey, if you want to pick him in the top ten, okay. I don't love it. You know, I loved Todd Gurley. Yeah. And I think he's a prime example of a running back is, you know, he can be a really good player, but if you don't help him, he doesn't have a chance. Like Todd Gurley doesn't have a chance right now. And Ramsey's playing a lot better than we thought at corner. 
We thought he yeah, was, was a better safety. safety. Yeah, yeah, a better safety, a guy roaming the field, let him be a playmaker. Uh, but he's on his way to being a uh, top 10, top 5 corner in this league with the way he, he played as a rookie. So, uh, yeah, that it's an interesting discussion. I really don't – if you say Jalen Ramsey at 4, I'm not going to argue with you. I, I still think I'd lean Zeke. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's a very interesting discussion. Let me throw a random thing out for you. The okay. Jacksonville Jaguars, they're one of my uh, other teams. Mm-hmm. Everybody, you have your team, and then you have a couple that you sneakily are pulling for or at least watching. The Jaguars are one of mine because they have a lot of players that I liked. Uh, Telvin Smith, Miles Jack, Jalen Ramsey, yada, 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 yada. No quarterback. Nope. None. Bortles is terrible. And uh, who is he competing Chad with now? Honey. Terrible. Yeah. And the guy who they won't let in the competition, Brandon Allen, he's playing better. Put yeah. him in. Whatever. I'd love to see him. Isn't that the team that if you want to find a place for Colin Kaepernick in the league, you just spent the number four pick on a running back. How do you help a running back? Alfred Morris was right. a monster when he had RG3 as a threat to run. Sign Colin Kaepernick. Go try to win games. I've heard from a lot of fans of, you know, like the Browns. They signed Colin Kaepernick. He could be the bridge for Kaiser. And that, no, it's a terrible decision. It's a terrible fit. That doesn't make sense. But for a team that's actually trying to win this year, I could understand that thinking. You know, you look at Miami before they signed Cutler. Colin Kaepernick makes some sense. For Jacksonville... That does make some sense. Now, at this point in the season, is it realistic Too late. to bring a guy in and think he's going to start week one and you know be the best option? Probably uh, not. If but... Blake Bortles is the best option, then yes. Well, I think you could send in a card to call the play. And what's like, worse Here's the, the draw. Jaguars, they picked up his fifth-year option for 2018 Idiots. at like $20 million. Dummies. Like I, I, th- last March, I thought there is no way, there is zero chance, and I, I was absolutely wrong. I thought there was zero chance, not even one percent. I thought zero chance the Jaguars would pick up that fifth year option for Blake Bortles, and they did. And so uh, it's a situation where uh, are they gonna, you know, just sit him on the bench and hope he doesn't get hurt, so he's not, you know, guaranteed all that money. I don't know what they're going to do, but look, I don't, I have no problem with them playing Blake Bortles over Chad Henney just because. You know, at this point, is Chad Henney that much better than? Well, Bortles? one's a young bad player, and one's an older bad player. Right. I mean, let the, he's been bad for longer. At least with the younger guy, you hope he can, you know, show a little bit of progress and get better. But I mean, it's just what a disaster there with that quarterback situation. And now with Tom Coughlin having a, a large say in what goes on with that roster, you have to imagine what his thinking is. Uh, he, he, he. I don't think he's going to stand pat and just you know let this happen. They're gonna, This is really a. Leonard Fournette's show because uh, they're, they're going to rely on the run game to uh, to to win games this year. Is his foot okay? Yeah, we'll it was hurt out. last year and it's hurt this year. That's it, terrifying. It is terrifying, especially missing all this uh, preseason action. Uh, you know, as long as he's ready for Week One, it'll be okay. But yeah, you really have to think. David on the Tweeter machine says keeper league. You ready for a fantasy football question? Sure. Fournette, McCaffrey, Cook, or Mixon. Like the most impossible question ever. Yeah. Like I would take Fournette this year just because I think that he's going to carry the ball. What's more than 20 times 16? Okay. So he's going to carry the ball 300 and something times. That's what Fournette's going to do. But he's the only one in that group that I think is never going to catch 50, 60, in McCaffrey's case, maybe 80 passes. So long term, I might take any of the other ones, but in terms of volume, Fournette is about to get fed I, this I think, year. Yeah, I think my question would be: a, Is it a PPR league? Because if it is, then it, it'd be, I think it'd be hard not to go with McCaffrey or Mixon. 
Uh, because both right those, off the bat, you think Mixon gets the vast majority of the touches? Why? Well, I think when we look back at this this season, Mixon will lead the Cincinnati Bengals in touches. I do believe that. So if it's a PPR league, then because that that accounts for you know Mixon might not lead the team in rushes, but when you factor in his uh, forty catches he has this year, I think he will lead the team in offensive touches. So if it's a PPR league, then I think Mixon, McCaffrey, one of those two would be. I, I'd pick one of those two. Can I get you to grade my fantasy team later? Sure. Not right now. Okay. No, but they don't care. No, they don't. Well, there are people that care. Probably. Send me a tweet if you care as soon as you hear this about my fantasy team. It's a strong team. Maybe the best team in the league. I, I uh, Quick fantasy football thing is I did my first draft of the weekend. In the first round, I took Odell Beckham, and I over the last night watching that game, my heart sunk a little bit with that injury. That, the knee injury, hopefully, is not serious. But they said he just sprained his ankle, Dane. Hopefully. That's what they said. I've, it looked a lot worse than I've, that. I did enjoy how uh, so many people were outraged about the, quote, dirty hit. Like, I get it. The legal it, hit? Right. If it, was one of, it was, if it was one of the best players on the team that I cheer for, yeah. I would probably get irrationally angry. But eventually you would look at it and be like, oh, wait, a guy trying to make a football team tackled a guy. And if it was that's what happened, it was Earl Thomas making that hit. We probably don't hear the same outrage, but because yeah. it's, you know, Body Calhoun, a, a guy that's fighting to be a starter for the Browns, but it was an undrafted guy two years ago. I, you know, How dare you tackle that guy after he caught the ball? It's ridiculous. You should have gotten there a little faster than humanly possible and wrapped him up around his waist. <laughs> that's what you should have done. Uh, let me see. What You got any? I got one more. Yeah, I got a few. Uh, Auburn's new quarterback. What do we think? I have no idea. Thanks, Dane. Back to you. <laughs> well, you remember Baylor, Jarrett Stidham? I do. Okay. Well, that's that's Auburn's new quarterback. Okay. Uh, you know, we talk about the star power of this quarterback class with Darnold and Rosen and uh, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. I think Jarrett Stidham has a chance to quietly put himself in that mix, in that discussion, uh, because he's he has that type of talent. We saw it as a freshman at Baylor, and then, of course, we knew everything that happened last year uh, with Art Bryles, and Stidham decided to jump ship, ends up at Auburn, was named the starter. In that offense, he's a good-sized athlete. He can move around a little bit. He has all the arm talent you want, top-tier competitor, I think Jarrett Stidham can set him up to, you know, put him in the NFL radar. And if he decides to leave after this year, could be a guy that doesn't get the same attention as these other quarterbacks, but not a bad option as a prospect. So I'm I'm eager to see uh, what Stidham does in this new offense. Look at Auburn. They haven't had that quarterback really since Cam Newton left. uh, That can be, you know, put, put you on my back. We'll lead you down the field especially against you know the Alabamas of the world. So if Auburn's going to have a chance at all to compete in that SEC West, Stidham has to be the guy, and I think he can be. So I'm eager to see him. He's one of the top newcomers this year. Should every uh, quarterback leave Baylor? Because isn't at this point the NFL just going to assume you can't play in the league? Well, yeah. RG3 pulled it off, but that was a little bit different because it was like it was yeah. his legs. Bryce Petty. Once, once the legs left, it was over. Yeah. Well, and there's a new Baylor is not the same old Baylor now. Uh with Matt Rule as the head coach, the offense is going to look, you know, drastically different. Uh so, you know, Baylor's going to be a little different than than what it used to be. So, wherever Art Briles ends up next, which, you know, I I think he'll end up being an offensive coordinator somewhere probably. Uh you know, that's yeah, it's not going to set you up to the same thing with Texas Tech and some of these other offenses not setting you up. But and Pat Mahomes was a top ten pick, so you know maybe the, if you're talented enough, you can you know look you can get teams to look past the offense that you played college in. So uh, 
Cooper Rush. I want to talk talk touch on him really quick. Yeah, I oh, know you mean the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. I have received more questions the next Tony about Romo. Cooper Cup or sorry, not Cooper Cup, Cooper Rush this preseason than any other player, any other rookie. And I was at practice yesterday, Dane. And? There was one part of practice where he was QB two, where he went ahead of Kellen Moore. You know, and there was two parts of practice where he went behind him. But either way, he went in front of the great Kellen Moore once. I think the fact that Kellen Moore is the Cowboys' backup is what's driving this. It's because no one wants to see Kellen Moore as the backup. What's well, so one of the most embarrassing things in pro sports? It's it's just teacher's pet stuff. Well, it's, it's, all, it's yeah. every aspect of life where it's like, well, he knows that guy and he really likes him. It's almost like they hired him to be a like a QB coach and they forgot he was still on the roster. Right. Like they they forgot that. We talked about this yesterday. Isn't that a little bit embarrassing? Like if Dak Prescott yeah. is your head coach and your company line is, well, Kellen Moore's here because he really knows Scott Linehan's offense. He can really help Dak. Well, if your starting quarterback needs someone to talk to, isn't his QB coach and his OC available? Right. I don't need the dude behind me that can't play right. to tell me how to run the offense. And it's great to have him in the quarterback room, the meeting room. That's great. You know, it's, he's a sounding board that, you know, we can, you, when you talk about watching film and uh, breaking down plays and you can get him a badge. For an you opponent, can come in there. You can get him a badge. Yeah. No, exactly. That's great. But he doesn't need to be your backup quarterback either. And so I get questions of, okay, Cooper Cup, Kellen Moore. The answer is the Cowboys do not have a backup quarterback on their roster. They don't. He's in the booth. Yeah, he is. Uh, and we're not talking about Troy Aikman. Uh, it, Man, Cooper, that'd be fun to watch. Cooper Rush is a number three right now. I, he should start to see. He should be on the practice squad and be your number three quarterback. Now, maybe down the road he can develop into a backup, but he's not ready to be a backup right now. I know the stats look good, but in context, when you look at who he's throwing against, uh, it just it's not impressive to me. Uh, at this time last year. You know, we're talking about Cooper Rush as maybe a draftable quarterback. Didn't have a very good senior year at Central Michigan. Had under sixty percent completions. A lot of that was on him. Uh, you know, didn't do much to really make you believe he's a draftable player, and that's why he did go undrafted. But to his credit, he's played well this preseason. We, you know, we don't really know how it's gone uh, behind the scenes and practice and behind closed doors. But you got a chance to see him yesterday with the twos. Did he? Did he look good? Actually, he looked really good. Yeah. Well, and it's might be a case where uh, you know they don't feel comfortable putting him on the practice squad because he could get poached by another team. It's QB starved league. They've seen it, it before. Is. But Matt, usually, Matt Moore was undrafted by the Cowboys once upon a time. Yeah. He had a really good preseason, and they were like, "Yep, we're going to send him to the practice squad." And it was the Panthers who said, "No, you're not." Most uh, most teams don't carry a number three. Yeah, but you know, not, I'm not saying Cooper rushes Tom Brady. But back in 2000, the Patriots were so scared of losing Tom Brady, they carried four quarterbacks on the active roster just because they did not want to lose Brady because he was that impressive uh, during training camp and during the preseason. So I, we'll have to see. Cooper Rush, I think, will get a, a lot of action here in you know, the third preseason game. And you know maybe how he does the third and fourth preseason games will really tell us if he makes a 53-man roster or not. But uh, credit to Rush for playing well, but he's not a backup quarterback, at least not yet. Last question that I have is from Zach on the Twitter. He says, what was a player comparison for Jalen Smith's ceiling pre-injury, and how much has that changed, if at all? Which is like the greatest mystery question of all time. Yeah. But pre-injury, I mean, and for those linebackers see, aren't considered top five players very right. often. Jalen Smith was at Notre Dame, no doubt about it. For those that didn't see, he Jalen Smith did get back on the field uh, in the second preseason game for the Cowboys. Oh, actually the third. Um, and... He, he looked okay. I mean, he, okay. he made some mistakes, which you would expect. You know, he's still 
trying to knock off the rust. Uh, hasn't played a meaningful snap since what the the bowl game against Ohio State and what almost a year and a half ago, over a year and a half ago. Yeah, so, twenty almost twenty one months maybe. Yeah, so almost two years. Uh, it's something that you expected some uh, some hiccups, but you know he made a tackle. He he looked. He moved pretty well. I don't think he was hindered much by the by the knee. So I think there's a lot of positive to take out of it. Now, is he ready to start? I mean, that's the next question you go to once no. the regular season starts. No, because Anthony Hitchens has outplayed him every single snap of yeah. training camp. And I think people, you get caught up in the story where it's such an awesome story that this guy who, I think if both of us had to bet going into his draft class that he would never play NFL football, and he got back on the field. Mm-hmm. So my hope for Jalen Smith is that whether it's pup list and it's after six weeks, whether it's IR and after what, eight or 10 weeks or whether it's 2018, I think the long-term outlook for Jalen Smith has changed where I'll bet on him. Yeah. I'll bet that he's going to be an NFL starter in 2018 at the latest when Anthony Hitchens deal runs out. But at the moment you have better players. So I think it's tough because People remember how good he was at Notre Dame, and people remember that he was picked number 34 knowing he couldn't play for at least a calendar year. And so the excitement is there and the hype is there. And if you don't say he's awesome, then it's like, oh, you're a hater. Well, no, Anthony Hitchens is a better football player than him right now. But he's come so far, especially in the last four months, that I think to doubt him long term is crazy. I think he's going to make it. I don't know. If he gets back to 100%, then he's going to be a pro bowler. Right, And the question is right now, what's he at? That number is hard to say. The Cowboys said 80% two weeks ago and 90% a week ago, which would mean he's 100% today, which isn't true. <laughs> but he's getting there. If he goes back to 100%, then the Cowboys have a Patrick Willis on their hands. I mean, that that's who you think that he can be. Uh, I, you and I were both very critical of the pick when it happened. Hindsight, do you think they should have taken someone else? Where we are right now. I know your answer up until now. Uh, Has mean, that changed? You get hindsight, so I would still take Noah Spence because mm-hmm. I think Noah Spence is going to be a really good pass rusher and Jalen Smith plays linebacker. It's kind of the Zeke thing. Uh, but I will say this. At number 34 overall, if you promise me a guy's going to miss two years of football and then be a good starter, I'd still take it. Because I think if you look at the average second-round pick, the average one, what do you get? Mm. A st- Maybe a starter, right? Sometimes, sometimes not. Sometimes he sucks. That's probably fifty-fifty. Yeah. So at thirty-four, if you promise me an NFL starter, but I have to wait two years, I'd be like, ah, that's not ideal. Right. But it's probably above average. Or yeah. Maybe it's, or maybe it's not. I don't know. I'd have to do a second-round research project. Uh, it'll be interesting uh, for a lot of future test cases as well. Uh, well here, here's a off-topic question I received. Top three TV shows of all time. Just your personal preference. As an okay, I have to do because now as an adult, I have gained great perspective and wisdom. Uh, <laughs> number one was Game of Thrones. Well, past tense until the last few episodes. Oh my! Uh, it's still top three. It's still top three, but there's a little too much time traveling. So I've on. heard you talk so much of Game of Thrones. I thought that number one was a lock. And it was, but this season there's a lot of teportation going. I, on. I've never, I've never seen a second of there's Game of Thrones. So I don't of tele- want no spoilers. There's a lot of teleporting. That's okay. all I'm saying. It's like there's things going on in part of the world where it's like, oh my god, this is going to happen. <laughs> and in the course of 
said thing that could happen at any moment. People travel the globe six times with their storyline so, before they swing up. It was very it realistic. Now it's it like, was more eh. realistic. It was more realistic. It's still incredible. Okay. I'm just nitpicking because so it's I'm not number about, one though. No, because I'm talking about the greatest shows of all time. I can nitpick. Okay, that's, that's how I'm getting. That's how I sort it out. So I guess number one is Breaking Bad. Number two is The Wire, and number three is Game of Thrones. Honorable mention, of course, to Saved by the Bell. Okay. Okay. Uh, Number one, I think I have to go Sopranos. Yeah, it just hits all the right notes. I mean, James Gandolfini as Tony Soprano is perfect. His wife annoyed the hell out of me. I get it. Yeah, the kids annoyed me, but overall, it's just such a good show. And I think I I graded a lot also on when I could rewatch a show. Like you know, Breaking Bad, I liked it. I liked it a lot, but I'm not at a point yet where I can just binge watch that. Sopranos, I could watch that over and over and over, and it just doesn't get. Uh, too tired for me. Number two, I'm going The Office. I, I think another one where I can watch it over and over and I still laugh. I mean, Michael Scott, it's it's just greatness. Parks uh, and Rec might be better than The Office. It might, but it's not. I'm just telling you. Last spot, I love The Wire. Wire is great. Never seen Game of Thrones. Breaking Bad. Yeah, it's, it's hard to go against Breaking Bad. Uh, I, I might go 24 there. I'm a Jack Bauer Ooh. fan. <laughs> Big Jack Bauer. Wow. That is like picking the Fast and Furious as the best movie ever. Get out of here. I liked it. We actually, me and a group of friends, we would not watch. We'd wait till the DVDs came out at Blockbuster. At 24. And we would binge watch the 24. (laughs) All 24. You know how every time they would go to commercial, you'd see the clock and be counting the time? We would also predict what the time would be when they came back oh nice and if anybody was right the other guys had to chug a beer oh i like that it happened like twice I like it. that's over... tough even the seconds get the seconds right oh yeah you get oh, the seconds wow. right yeah yeah i What's... mean you can kind of guess you know commercial breaks two and a half minutes whatever but that'd be tough no it's not easy that's why it only happened like twice yeah. over the course of and we did it for three or four seasons <laughs> Uh, but then the storylines, they just ran out of storylines. Yeah, they, they did. No, they ran they out did. of storylines. But I mean, they had like, what, seven, eight seasons. I, I mean, yeah, there's no question they did, but it I was like still great. I like to think of it as a three season show. Yeah. That's how I prefer to remember 24. Yeah. There, there's a lot of, or a lot of, uh, TV shows com- contending for that third spot for me, but yeah, I think, I mean, I, I might have a different answer tomorrow, but right in here, right now I'm going 24. All right. Good talk. See you out there. We done here? Uh, well, real quick. This weekend, we've got some college football. Uh, like I said, Stanford, BYU, a few games to watch. But if you're a sicko like me and you will watch any college football. Oh, yeah. Give us the D2 uh, defensive end prospect, mid-round guy. Yes. What do you got? Colgate. At oh, Cal Poly. Okay. Toothpaste bowl. Yeah, exactly. Colgate has a defensive end, number 37, Pat Afrie. He's wearing 37. Number 30, he's, he's a smaller guy. He's like a 6'1", 235, 240. Okay, so he's undersized. A bigger Ewan Price. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he, he can rush a passer. This dude can get after it. He's got some juice. Uh, so watch him. Colgate, I think they play Saturday night. And it's on ESPNU or one of those stations, so you can watch it. Oh, I was going to make the joke what channel is it on. Uh, it is on TV. And then Sunday night, you know, there's no, no NFL yet. There's only one college football game on. Sam Houston State, they've got a quarterback who, he's not Carson Wentz in terms of, you know, he's going to go top 10, but he's probably the top non-FBS quarterback prospect this year. Uh, a UAB transfer, uh, good size athlete, he can sling it. Uh, so watch uh, Sam Houston State to watch their quarterback. They also have a defensive tackle. Sam Houston State has a bunch of dudes that NFL scouts will be looking at, but pay attention to the quarterback, he's got a chance. Good talk, Dane. Look at that.
Until next week. Get you some college football this weekend, and we will talk to you next week on Trust the Tape! Woo! We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.